This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about Shichimi Togarashi. I just got out of the shower about a half hour ago, and in the shower... You well, uh, exfoliated using uh, a yes. bag of shichimi togarashi. No, but while I was in there, I was trying to... I was realizing it had been a while since I had said shichimi togarashi like, out loud, because I say it in my head all right, the time. Right, you murmur it to yourself as <laughs> yeah. you're going to sleep. And so as I was in the shower, I was like, shichimi. Like, it's a little tricky for my native English-speaking tongue to get the sh like yes. right after each other shichimi right shichimi yeah totally okay you got it great all right so um we should we should probably explain uh, what this is because i think some people probably some of our listeners probably grew up with it or are very familiar with it and uh, some have no idea what we're talking about mm-hmm. um so let's go down memory lane <laughs> yeah well, hold on. Wait a minute. Should yeah. we say what this stuff is and then we'll okay. go down memory lane? I mean, can you give like a brief okay. summary of what this stuff is? It's a it's a flavorful spice blend made for sprinkling on ready-to-eat foods. It's a Japanese ingredient, and we are both very fond of it. I have often seen people refer to it just as togarashi. Yeah, togarashi is the Japanese word for like a chili pepper. Oh, okay. Um, and so, so that's one ingredient. Like it, shichimi togarashi always has dried red chili in it. And shichimi means seven flavors. So it usually has seven ingredients total. The only one that's absolutely required is the crushed red chili. So you could say either? What What do... What do the native Japanese speakers that you know? So either say? either shichimi togarashi is like the the whole long name, or just shichimi. Everyone will know okay. what that is. To, okay, togarashi all by itself means means it's like a chili pepper, so wouldn't okay. necessarily indicate this ingredient. All right, cool. Okay, let's go down memory lane. Me, my first. nose is itchy. Maybe because I've been sniffing this spicy spice blend. I'm gonna go first. 
place. So I think I remember encountering this, honestly, I think I remember encountering this for the first time in like a restaurant in Brooklyn. Yeah, that makes sense. I, which, you know, because I, I think that this has been kind of trendy for a little while. Yeah, I think so. Um, so anyway, that's where I first encountered it. But then my memory lane began to be truly paved. Before that, it was just a dirt memory lane. Because, <laughs> you know, all the roads in Brooklyn are just, they're just dirt roads. They're well, they're, they're old, um, like, horse paths. And, yes. uh, you know, all the, the Brooklyn hipsters, uh, they, they ride their horses and carriages while they're, they're waxing their mustaches and, and making their artisan mayo. Yep. Is that it anyway, for, for Brooklyn stereotypes? <clears throat> okay, great. But I feel like th- those are kind of uh, Brooklyn stereotypes from like 2009. Oh, and yeah, like, absolutely. I, I haven't received a fresh influx of Brooklyn stereotypes lately. So that I'm is not a good sure. Point. I'm not sure. Like, I was about to say something about mason jars, but mason jars are extremely like 2008 or nine. I know. Maybe, maybe even seven. Seven. I mean, maybe I Brooklyn think. has just gotten like boring. Which is fine. I think, okay, anyway, so in 2017, you and I went to Tokyo together. Matthew, yes. do you remember this? It was in October. We went for a week. I vaguely remember this. It rained a lot. It rained a lot, but I don't remember that like being a deterrent at no, all. No, not at all. And anyway, one of the things we did, all of our, all of our, you know, uh, wandering around was, it was generally informed by trying to get to some restaurant or mm-hmm. food shop or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. And most of it was you, done under umbrellas. Yes. And you took me to this spice shop in Asakusa, which was Mm -hmm. the neighborhood in Tokyo where we stayed the first night. And we went there. They Do they specialize in shichimi? Yes. Oh, boy, are we going to talk a lot about this shop. And you could either buy their, like, ready-made mix or you could have them, like, blend it for you using these, like, beautiful, as I recall, like, enameled kind of vessels that they kept all the separate components in and they would spoon it all into, like, a big bowl together. Yeah, and like stir it up and uh, and then put it into a bag for you. And they had one of those those plastic bag sealers that are so mm-hmm. cool. That was like really a really fun outing for me, even though I felt extremely bewildered by like you seemed quite confident about like, I want this much hemp seed and this much dried mandarin peel and this oh, much togarashi and whatever. It was all bluster. You do. You do. And I was pretty <laughs> much like, I think I want the prepackaged one. I don't know. If you summed up like my personality in a single word, it would be bluster. Yeah, probably. But oh, you got, got one there. Nice. I bought this little like dispenser that they sell because I, I think a lot of our our listeners will be familiar with the dispenser. It's usually like a little metal a little metal cylinder that has yes. a cap, and the cap twists, and there's a little hole, and you line up the cap with the hole, and then you pour your shichimi togarashi from the hole. Yes, and in fact, we encountered that canister even before we went to the store because the first night we arrived in Tokyo, we went to a yakitori place for dinner and had grilled chicken, and that canister was sitting on the counter. Would you give that place a shout-out because that place was my hands-down favorite yakitori thus far in life? Um, I'm going to have to look at... It was called Torihei. Okay, yeah. I did I'm not even remember sure. that. It was it was literally like it was not a place I'd heard of. I just like got on Google Maps and was like, "What's a nearby yakitori place?" It was great. Oh my gosh, it was so good. 
Yeah, so we got like a sampler of various grilled chicken parts and vegetables on sticks. And uh, this Yagenbori brand, uh, Shichimi Togodashi, was sitting in the little metal canister on the the counter. And I was like, oh, this is the spice shop we're going to go to. Oh, nice. I did not remember that. Yeah, no, I just remembered it like this morning and added it to the agenda. I was so looking forward to today to taping today's episode. (laughs) I was really looking forward to taping today's episode because I've been feeling a fresh wave of like pandemic grief and like sadness for all the summer plans that would have been. And so I feel like I'm kind of getting to like travel in my memory through this episode, Matthew. I know. I hope our listeners will feel that they get to travel with us. I hope we can go back to Japan someday. Okay, so Shichimi Togodashi, it's a spice blend that's designed for sprinkling on food, and you can cook with it, uh, but that's not really its primary use. I know what you mean when you say, like, it became a trendy ingredient. It was one of these things, I, like, don't know, like, what's the right way to describe this process exactly, but it's this thing where white chefs become enamored with a particular international ingredient and the messaging is like you don't have to use this in the way that they use it originally in this culture you can put it on anything which is true but also kind of like skips the whole like you know these are the delicious things that you do with this ingredient in its original context well yeah i mean it implies that that what what the original context was doing with it was not interesting enough Right, exactly. Or that, yeah, that, and like, you know, that, that I'm, I'm like a chef that's already become jaded. Like, you know, I've had all the Japanese food that I need to have. Like, let's talk about something else for a change. And uh, I balk the, at this. This is the epitome of uh, the tone of Bon Appetit for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it was this, like, uh, you think you know how to do something? No, you don't. We'll show right. you how to do it. Anyway, so yes, right, like has the, had the, that how, done to, to how to eat pho. Was that, was that Bon Appetit? I think it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, but yeah. So um, let's talk about what shichimi is in its original context and how people use it yes. throughout okay. Japan. I learned so much about the history of shichimi togarashi over the last couple of days. I spent a lot of time on the uh, Yagambori website. Yagambori is the brand of, of shichimi togarashi, the store that we went to and like oh, a popular I brand. I don't uh, think I ever knew the name of it. Is that what my canister says? It does. Yes. Yagambori. Uh, which is the wow. name. Well, we'll get to what the name means. I don't know if you, Molly, are going to find any of this this historical context interesting, but I had so much fun researching it and didn't know any of this. Okay, so, Bring it on. So Shichimi Togodashi, it's, uh, it's a spice blend usually with seven ingredients, and it has a long history in Japan. And one thing I didn't know is that for centuries, it has been associated with temples. And it particularly, like, you're coming from your hometown, you go to Tokyo or another city, you go to the big temple there. And one of the most important parts of Japanese culture is when you go on a trip, you bring back a gift for people back home, your coworkers, your family, your friends. And the, the gift has to be something that is, like, proof that you went on this journey, like, you know, a, a local food from the place that you visited and in particular you know you go to Tokyo you go to Asakusa you go to the big temple there Sensoji and this is one of the key things that you bring back as a gift Ah. that has been the case since the 17th century so 
chili pepper first. Let's start with like, you know, this this is based on on chili peppers, which came to Japan uh, via the Portuguese in the 16th century. And okay. by 1625, people were making spice blends based on chilies because like anywhere chilies show up, people love them because they're delicious. And that was, so that was fast, though, that they started making yes. it into blends. Right. Yeah. So I think probably like spice blends had had predated the arrival of chili peppers. But as soon as chili peppers showed up, we're like, hey, people were like, hey, let's try adding this to a spice blend. I bet that's going to be good. Right. Yeah, that seems right. So in 1625, during the Khan era era. <laughs> oh, boy. This is nice going to be job. rough. <laughs> um, Love your a pronunciation. Spice- <laughs> a, a spice merchant called uh, uh, Tokuemon on the banks of the Yagambori Canal, which is near what is now Nihonbashi, if you know Tokyo geography at all, okay. started selling a spice blend based on dried red pepper. And it was so popular that the name Yagambori became associated with the spice blend itself. So like, you know, I'm going up to, to uh, Tokyo. I'll bring you back some Yagambori. That name became the brand name and the, the name of the store. Wait the, a minute. Wait, wait, wait. That, yeah. wait that, 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 that. So are you saying that the the store that still exists the lineage it comes from is like the lineage of the original shichimi makers yes according to the sort history give, given to you like if you if you website? read the corporate history oh! from the store's website oh! then yes is that really like the whole truth <laughs> i doubt it i love that you have based this history on the corporate website well uh, partly also on japanese wikipedia okay Okay, fair right. enough. So, uh, all right. So, I don't know, like any of the, like <laughs> in Japan, like even more so like than than a lot of other places, like if you are a store with a venerable history, you want to make sure that that history is is as like esteemed and lengthy as possible. So, if you can find any link to anything from like, you know, 1400, you are going to splash that all over your website. We and there's got probably to always our- like some truth to it. Yes. We've got to rewrite our company history on the Spilled Milk website. That is so true. Okay. <laughs> what is our... Well, I mean, your dad invented Altoids in the 18th century, right? Yeah. He also... Didn't he... he well, he was also an endive man. He was also an endive man. And endive <laughs> but, probably goes back even further than that. <laughs> yes. I mean, back to some root cellar, right? Well, yeah. I think... I mean, endive, it's like... Uh, this is our end dive episode. Um, <laughs> you, you've just you've just fallen into some sort of time vortex. Like end dive, they blanch it by like like mounding dirt around it, right? Yeah, but wasn't it that some guy had some chicory roots in his root cellar, and one of them sprouted in the dark, and it was a end dive? Yeah, and that guy was your dad. He <laughs> sprouted. He sprouted in the dark. <laughs> no, no, that was that was how you that was how you came to be. You sprouted in a dark root cellar. I did. I did. Um, yeah, should our show have like a like a trumped up corporate history, or should it have like a like a folktale history? Oh, this is a really good question. I mean, the folktale history would it involve any like magic? Well, I, I mean, I just suggested that you sprouted like from a plant in a root cellar, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay, all right, then I think we should go with like the folk history. Yeah, okay, and great. I think that it should involve a river or a canal, yeah. not just a birth canal. Not <laughs> spilled okay. milk, not just a birth canal. Uh, right. Oh wow! Okay, so okay, um, go on, go on. The the shop that we went to opened in in 1948 in that location. Okay, so post war. But meanwhile, 
in Kyoto and, and Nagano, other shichimi shops popped up near famous temples there. And I was not able to like confirm this theory, but my guess is that what happened was people from those cities were going to Tokyo, bringing back shichimi togodashi from the famous shop near the temple there. And people who owned shops near temples in Kyoto and Nagano were like, well, we need to be selling our own spice blend. We need to get in on this. And so... In Kyoto, there's Shichimiya. That's the famous uh, Shichimi Togodashi shop in Kyoto. And it's located okay. near Kiyomizudera, which is one of the big temples in, in Kyoto. Does Shichimiya, does that mean Shichimi shop? It totally does. Okay. And it started out as a shop called Kawachiya in the 17th century. But uh, they, after they became known for their Shichimi Togodashi, they rebranded as Shichimiya in 1816. Okay. And according to the corporate history on that website, they got their start selling mustard water. I could not figure out what was going on with mustard water. As far as I can tell, it is mustard seeds steeped in hot water and like consumed mm. as a hot beverage. Okay. Is that something that is still sold there? The mustard water? Yeah. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. If you have been to uh, Kiyomizudera in Kyoto, which I know some, if not many of our listeners have, and you've been to this shop that's on the corner, like on the approach to the temple, was there mustard water? I want to know. Okay. But I, wait a minute. I did so try like Googling around for mustard water, like, you know, Google image search came up with pretty much nothing except this website. So I don't think there's still mustard water, but I don't know. You also mentioned here that the Kyoto style of shichimi is considered the mildest in flavor. Oh, yeah. And we'll go into like the specifics of the three different shops and how they concoct their own version. Am I correct that is food in Kyoto in general considered to be like less spicy? I mean, I know Japanese food in general is not as spicy as some other cuisines. Yeah, but Kyoto food definitely Kyoto... has the reputation of being mild. Okay. Subtle. Cool. Okay, so that's we've, we've talked about the two two of the three big shichimi togodashis. Let's talk about the third one, which is associated okay. with, with the Zenkoji Temple in Nagano. Uh, the shop there is called Yawatiya Isogoro, and uh, that's that's it. That's the three big shichimi togodashi shops. This is so fascinating <laughs> to me. So wait a minute, the one that we went to in Tokyo, the Yagenbori one, mm -hmm. that is that is like the most famous yes. uh, shichimi shop in Tokyo. Yeah, in, probably in Japan as a whole. That's so, it's so interesting to me that neither time we went in there, I mean, it's it's in one of those like covered malls, right? Mm -hmm. Like a covered arcade, like the Sun Mall in Nakano. Yeah. If anyone it's is called, familiar uh, with the that. The one it's in is called Shin, Shin Nakamise. Okay. Oh, Nakamise is, a, is like a shopping street? Yeah, it's specifically a shopping street like that leads up to a temple. Okay. Anyway, um, so it's so interesting to me that that shopping street was bustling, as you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it leads to this massive and famous temple. But we never had to, like, wait in the store. And the store is tiny. The store yeah. probably holds, like, maximum of eight people all crowded yeah, totally. together. So it's so interesting to me that it could be that famous, and yet people walk by it all the time and nobody thinks twice. I know. That is that is interesting. They do have other locations, including other locations in the neighborhood, but that's the original. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not like, it's not like the original Starbucks where there's always a line. Yeah. 
Huh. I mean, I think there should be a line outside it, but I'm glad yeah. there isn't. I mean, probably at some times there is. I don't know. Is there a certain holiday that you would um, give someone spices for? Or is it like more just like a, I visited this temple and, and brought you back this special So food? I think it's mostly the latter, but I, I cannot say for sure that there isn't a holiday that would be associated with this as a as a gift. Okay. It's well, possible. maybe some of our listeners know. Yeah. Can I keep going? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I did so. I learned so much. I don't. I don't mean to slow you down. Keep going. No, no, no. Please interrupt as much as you want because I don't really even want to listen to myself do this. I like, do. I want to listen. Okay. To yourself. All right. So each of these three major shops has its own style, and we'll get into some specifics on that when we talk about like what are the actual ingredients besides red chili. Um, most of the shichimi sold in Japan and outside is big national brands like House Foods and S and B. So, like the the House Foods uh, shichimi uh, jar is is very recognizable. It's like a, a small glass, tall cylindrical glass jar, and when you open it, it has like one big hole for dispensing it, rather than a bunch of holes. And I think it has an orange lid or a green lid. Yeah, or maybe the uh, yeah. green lid is like for a kake or something. Or... Yeah, I think I think the the orange lid is the okay. is the shichimi. When um, I was telling June this morning what we were going to be taping, uh, she was like, "Is that um, is that the green powder or the the red powder?" Because oh, good she thinks question. Of, of course, of, of course, of furikake and shichimi, you know, going together. We often pull them out at the same meal. Anyway, yeah. but I was like the red stuff. Yes, and I we were we were originally thinking of doing a, a furikake and shichimi episode in one, but I learned so much stuff about shichimi that I was like, this is going to be its whole episode. We'll do furikake later. Cool. All right. Molly, Molly's just sitting in her closet, sniffing a jar of of shichimi togodashi. It looks, it, it looks like such a, the most drugged like, out thing. It's such a like nos- I, I mean, I can't I know, say nostalgic. I can't say it's like nostalgic for me because I, I am a person who has been to Tokyo twice and went the first time in my late thirties. But it makes me feel very nostalgic for being there. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think I think it's fair to call that nostalgia. Okay, all right, go on. The national brands seem to lean kind of toward the Tokyo style, and we'll get into like what makes the Tokyo style the Tokyo style. Um, actually, we'll get into it now because um, okay. if you go to the Japanese Wikipedia page, I think maybe I'll like send Abby a, a screenshot of this because the chart I found so satisfying. There is a chart showing which ingredients appear in which uh, of the three big shops. Shichimi Togodashi. So now we can reveal the truth. All three of them include red chili flakes, ground sancho, which is uh, which is green Sichuan peppercorns and is a popular seasoning, especially for eel in Japan, but used for a lot of different things. Hemp seeds and black sesame seeds. So okay. that's in all. I don't even know what hemp seeds taste like. So in the in your Shichimi Togodashi, there they're the biggest thing. They don't put in a ton of them, but there's like some pretty big seeds in there. Probably. I don't even see any in mine. Okay. Um, the shichimi I've got in here is the stuff I bought this year. It's also possible that, that the hemp seeds don't go into the dispenser because they wouldn't fit out through the hole. But I think they're probably in there. Well, but I bought a little packet and empty it into my dispenser. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, no, there are definitely hemp seeds in there. Then. Bless you. It's making me sneeze. Yeah, that's, that's because you're you're sniffing <laughs> red chili. I need to blow my nose. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. 
Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got you can borrow appliances like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling you can borrow it no charge uh-huh so like you could invite your friends or your co-workers over for like a post-meeting drink you can bring your pet totally you, allowed oh I love this oh I see they even have special pet items you yep. can use and they have the built-in alpha closet system nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes mm-hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes nobody wants to see nobody, that nobody yeah so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals I am down well this is made for you then and this is town place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Go on. Okay, All right. So hemp seeds. Okay. So um, that's one of the greens to all of them. So Yagambori in Tokyo adds to the four that I said so far, toasted red chili. So there's untoasted and toasted dried red chili, tangerine peel, and poppy seeds. I'm going to look and see if I notice the poppy seeds in mine. And like for me, I thought tangerine peel was going to turn out to be like a key ingredient because that's like one of the flavors that I really associate with shichimi togarashi, but it's not in all of them. Uh, that is, it's like not my favorite part of it. Sometimes okay. I feel like I can really identify the tangerine peel and I'm like not not that into it. Okay. I really like it. To me, that's that's what sets it apart from like another chili powder. But okay. as you'll see, so so you might be more interested in the Kyoto <sighs> style. Oh, uh, so Shichimiya in, in Kyoto, there's add shiso, white sesame, and nori flakes. Oh, I think I would be super, super into that. Let's go. I think I would love that. Let's go. Okay, in next the meantime, time we go to Japan, let's, you, you've never taken the, the uh, Shinkansen, right? Matthew, I have, only been, I have only been to Tokyo and like roughly like, I don't think I've ever even left Tokyo because, like, Mount Takao is in Tokyo. That's in Tokyo. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, I've never so next left time Tokyo. we'll go to we'll go to Kyoto. We'll go to Osaka. We'll go to Kyoto. We'll go to Shichimiya. We'll get some uh, Kyoto style Shichimi. Gosh, uh, this is Isogoro- giving me real. Wa- I know. Real wanderlust. We can do this someday. Okay. Isogoro in Nagano, uh, they add shiso, tangerine peel, and ginger. Okay. And one thing about to know about uh, shichimi, it's a salt-free seasoning blend. So if uh, if you are a salt-sensitive person for any reason, you can use this. Although I suppose if you're really salt-sensitive, the nori in the Kyoto version has a little sodium. Yeah, you're right. I think I think that's part of why I'd be really into it. Yeah, no, that does sound good. I some of these are available on eBay. Like, I didn't check to see if the Kyoto one specifically was, but I might look into it. Do we have any listeners in Kyoto? Let's find out. If uh, Contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. If, uh, if, if, you're, if yeah. you're in Kyoto, what? Oh, you're asking, like, if we have listeners who are just going to, like, send us stuff? I just wonder if they would send us stuff. I mean, I will Venmo them. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yes. If you're if you're a listener in Kyoto and uh, and you would be up for a, a an exchange, get in touch. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast dot com. Woohoo! Thanks. Okay. So Molly and I, as we mentioned, we went to Yagambori, the one in Tokyo, 
and uh, we talked about like what it's like. Uh, they they've got the the dishes of the seven ingredients behind the counter, and sometimes I will customize mine, not because I have any problem with the basic one. So like you, you can buy it in packets in like mild, medium, or hot, and the medium is the most popular. I like hot. I mean, I like all of them, but I, I will usually choose the hot. But sometimes I will ask to customize it just because it's fun to customize your own spice blend, right? I know. It's so satisfying watching them like scoop up the, uh, you know, the various components and put them in the bowl. And that's very satisfying. I love it. Yes. So let's talk about what we put it on. Okay. So um, Ash and I most frequently, hands down, put this stuff on. uh, So if we are, if we have nothing else in the house to eat, we always have some sort of rice. Yeah. And we always have eggs. So we will fry an egg, put it on top of rice, take whatever vegetable we've got lying around. Right now I've got like some sauteed turnip greens. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. From my CSA. And I love putting a little bit of of salt, like a, a nice kind of crunchy salt on my fried egg, and then shichimi on the fried egg and the rice. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, perfect. I, I, also, I also add a drizzle of soy sauce to the rice because I am a child, and I love soy sauce on rice. I mean, could you, could you like at least convince me that you're putting the soy sauce on the egg and it's running onto the rice? <laughs> no, I, I don't want it on the egg. That's the thing. Yeah. I want just the regular salt on the egg, but I, I want like, the... <laughs> this is, this is this is like you a thing. Hate me. No, no, no. This is this is like a like an etiquette thing that that like in Japan you're taught not to do, and yet people do do that. I, I are, just, are most of those people children? Probably. Yeah. No. I mean, I get that rice on its own is delicious, but I just I also love the flavor of rice with soy sauce. Kill me, sue me, <laughs> as we used to say when we were kids. So sue me. <laughs> this is what you said when you were kids. Oh, no, actually, when we were kids, if I said, I love the flavor of soy sauce on rice. Why don't you marry you, it? Yes, that's what you would have said. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, that was yeah. such a sick burn when we were kids. That like, was sick, sick. Sick burns hadn't even been invented yet. And but yet that we had them. already so sick. I know. Okay. Anyway, the other thing. And people would say thing, face. We talked about this before, right? What? Was this a thing in Oklahoma also? That no. like, if, if if so, you got, if you like zinged someone or uh, or like, you know, someone like, you like got what they deserved. You would say face. I don't know why. I don't, I don't remember yeah. that. Hold on. Uh, the other thing that we sometimes put it on, although we don't we don't do this very often, is occasionally when we have occasionally we have ordered like takeout from Udon, mm-hmm. which is a Udon chain. I don't recommend it for takeout because you know, yeah. like it's best when you just sit there. But somehow, especially in the, this pandemic time, we've had it a couple times as takeout, and I think that that udon and the broth that udon is in were made for shichimi. Yeah, I think that is probably the number one use of it in Japan for ah, spring, well, sprinkling on glad. udon and soba. Yeah, I am glad that I made it sound like I invented it. <laughs> okay, you know, I need to send you, and this goes not just for you, Molly, but you, the listeners, because I will post it in the show notes. I've been making dipping udon at home, like zaru udon. I have figured out like the proportions I like for the dipping sauce, and like I put in uh, pork if I've got it, and uh, scallions, and uh, onions, and I don't even remember what else, but it is so good. Please um, share. I'm, 
yeah, and I've been buying uh, frozen udon from Ulajamaya, which is which is very good, but also dried udon would be delicious. And I, yeah, I'll share that. Okay. Thank it's you. super easy to make. And then you put shichimi on that yes, as well? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. It's uh, so, so sprinkle it on, on udon or, or soba. Ramen, like many, many ramen shops will have it available. That's classic. It's great on any hot pot dish. I made sukiyaki um, for dinner on Saturday and uh, sprinkled some shichimi on that. That's great. Yum. There's some leftovers I'm going to sprinkle again. Okay. Yakitori, obviously. Fried eggs we just talked about. Popcorn is one of those things. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things like, you know, uh, that that a uh, non-Japanese chef or food writer will say, so you're bored with with putting shichimi togodashi on other stuff. Try it on popcorn. It is good, though. How is it with, you know, I remember the episode where we talked about, the, the was it the first episode of the show, the fried egg episode, yeah, when we was... made kimchi fried rice? Yes. Okay. Well, so I remember talking, I think during that episode, about how delicious the flavor of kimchi is with butter. Mm-hmm. And is how is shichimi with butter? I don't know if I've tried it, but like in my mind, it sounds great. Because I'm thinking about the flavor of popcorn and buttered popcorn, you know, like like made at home, like with real butter. And then with shichimi on that. And I, I just feel like there would it would be really delicious with the flavor of butter. OK, let's try it. Let's try it. All I right. don't have any popcorn. I do. I'll you try do? it. And, and I'll tell you popcorn. about it. I don't make popcorn often enough. I always think around dinner time, like, oh, I should have made some popcorn or like maybe sometimes I'll make popcorn after dinner, like for with a movie or a show. I know that's a wild thing to do. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Do you and so you buy actual like kernels? I buy actual kernels. To, yeah. And how, I'm an never, actual kernel. I've never popped popcorn like that. I've only made my what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's true. just what I think. Like made regular the, the well of of things that that everyone has done, but Molly, like we've gotten to the bottom of that well no. and we've dredged nope. it all out, or whatever it is you do nope. with a well. No, that is a bottomless well. It is. It's like it is. that is the folk tale at the heart of of our show is that we have access to a bottomless well of stuff <laughs> Molly has never done, and if you fall into that well, you will be falling forever and pass a lot of ordinary things like popcorn. Yeah. Homemade popcorn, like popped in a in a pot, is is the best. Uh, can you maybe give me a lesson? Yeah, I can give you a lesson. I think we okay. did a popcorn episode. Like, I think I think I probably gave you this lesson in person. <laughs> Shoot. I well, don't know. so I don't know if I've told you, but so as you may recall, on our way to Tokyo when we went there this past Christmas, I started watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy again on the airplane because they had it free on whatever we were on. Yeah, we weren't on the same the, flight, but but we were on the were, same airline. Yes, and they so, had the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, all the Harry Potter movies. Et Sure. So on the way over there, I was like, this yeah, is the and that's, perfect that's time. That's a long flight. So you were able to get through part of one Lord of the Rings movie <laughs> in 10 hours. <laughs> I, I think I watched the first one and then half of the second one okay. on the first flight. And then on the way back So you, home, you watched um, uh, One Tower. <laughs> I watched One Tower, exactly. Anyway, then on the way back home, I watched the second half of the second movie and the third movie. And as you know, because I've talked about it recently, Uh, Ash and I recently watched the whole trilogy over again, like all 10 hours of it, including the extended version of The Return of the King. So now we're making my mom watch it, which means we're watching it again. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What else do we 
have to do right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, that's um, fair. So uh, we're halfway through the two towers. We, we're, we're one tower in. One tower in, with yeah. With my mom. Anyway, but I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm not, I'm not due for a grocery run today, but I kind of want to go out and get popcorn kernels so I can make popcorn for us to watch it tonight. Yeah, okay. Well, if you do, let me know, and I will send you my popcorn instructions, which I did not invent. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I, I invented the, the concept of popping popcorn in a pot. Yeah, no, like home, home popped popcorn, like with plenty of oil and salt is just perfect. Okay. And oh, you can God. you can p- try some shichimi on some. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. So another thing I learned when I was when I was researching this episode, I'd had um, shichimi uh, flavored rice crackers like sembe, where the shichimi is sort of glued onto the surface of the cracker in in the same way that like uh, you know Molly can't hear me because she has her headphones off, but I'm saying some really Sorry. interesting things. Um, I had a real itch on the inside of my ear. Now I heard you. You were talking about gluing shichimi onto rice crackers. Right. So in the same way that that you know what I'm realizing, I think the American shichimi togodashi is uh, is ranch powder. Oh, but we we don't actually put it on many things other than like sour cream and turn it into a it dip. It seems like we should, right? It seems like we should. I wonder what it would be like to do something like, well, I don't know if you can expose ranch powder to heat. I wonder if it tastes really weird if That's you do that. That's a good question. But I wonder if you took something like grilled shrimp or something it's maybe like a little bit smoky and it's mm-hmm. already cooked and just and toss, toss it in a it little bit of ranch powder. powder. That sounds pretty good. I wonder good. if that'd be weird though because of the buttermilk flavor. Maybe chicken. Mm-hmm. Either way. I don't know. Speaking of which, shichimi is great on karaage, Japanese fried chicken. Oh, so I was going to say that here in Seattle, Union Saloon, which is a restaurant in Wallingford, they make great fried chicken, fried chicken thighs where the seasoning is uh, shichimi togarashi and it awesome. is delicious. Served with a uh, little mound of pickles. Oh, that sounds great. It's so good. What I didn't know that is uh, sometimes available in Japan, like I found it as like a limited edition item. Like one thing they do really well in Japan is like, um, you know, our snack food or, you know, chain restaurant has partnered with some with some sort of famous brand or, or like upscale restaurant. And we're and we're like, uh, you know, doing a crossover. And there was a series of, I, I think, probably Kalbi um, chips, not not Kalbi like uh, Korean short ribs, but Kalbi brand of Japanese potato chips, where mm-hmm. they partnered with, I think, Shichimiya or one of the big three uh, Shichimi Togodashi shops to make Shichimi Togodashi potato chips with the actual shichimi from that shop, which sounds so good. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Wow. Do you ever buy shichimi seasoned rice crackers at Wajimaya? I have, yeah. How are they? Delicious. Oh, I would love I, I some. I think, like something you said, like I think shichimi like does not take well to being like cooked on high heat because it has lots of stuff in it that could burn, which is why it is so often sprinkled on things that have like a broth. Having it kind of dissolving and flavor a broth is is really one of the best ways to enjoy it. I think it makes it. Uh, it really draws out the aromas. Yeah. of it because there's there's a little bit of fat in the hemp seed, a little fat in like any sort of peel that's in there, right? It's going to like yeah. kind of bloom. Mm-hmm. And of course, the chili peppers. Yeah. All right. I think I'm done. That was not too heavy on the learning at all. Thank I you. Feel, I feel like I could keep going. Tell me more. One thing I'm wondering now is like, and I think the answer is no. Like if you ask like the average home cook in Japan, are they are they familiar with the concept that there are three famous shichimi togodashi shops? I think probably mostly not, uh, but maybe. I wonder if it's something like... 
It's kind of like when you talk about uh, American barbecue, right? Like, sure. I imagine that there's some people who are like, oh, every American knows how Memphis barbecue is different from right. Kansas City barbecue is different from whatever. Well, the truth is, is I think that most of us don't know. We only no, know the yeah. one that's like closest to the one that's available where we are. Yes, like, or or failing in, that Kansas City barbecue, which is like the de facto national barbecue, I think. Right. So I wonder if it's a little bit like that, where it's like something that everyone uses, everyone knows the flavor of, like barbecue sauce. But I wonder if it's sort of like how most Americans probably really can't tell you the difference between different cities style right. of barbecue. Maybe I don't know how much Japanese people know about other cities Let's just speculate about what sure. other people in other countries know. Well, okay, but here's what I want to do. I want I want you and I, like, you know, sometimes people will go to Japan and go on, like, a pilgrimage, like, where you like, walk around uh, the perimeter of Shikoku and visit 88 temples or something like that. I want you and I to go to the—we've been to one now. We've knocked one off our list. I want to go to the other two famous Shichimi Togarashi shops. So we just need okay. to get to Kyoto and Nagano. And then, okay. we're gonna have a, uh, then we're going to have a tasting. Oh, we'll cheese plate them. Okay. Okay, cool. I also want to go to Osaka because I haven't been there. Well, Osaka and, is very uh, close to Kyoto, so that'll be easy. Perfect. Great. Uh, but I'm going to make you go to a lot of temples with me. And I right, know that. Okay, cool. Uh, so work up your temple stamina. I will be, I'll be the person at the temple standing with a packet of shichimi togodashi, like dipping my finger in, into it like, like a made fun dip. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Great. All right. Okay. It's always great. Getting to spend this time with you. <laughs> it's always great getting to spend this time with you. Uh, wow. Uh, it sounds like we're, we've been either taken over by robots or held hostage. <laughs> it sounds like we've been locked in our houses for three months. Also, my chair is squeaking. That's what that sound uh, was. Oh, I didn't hear it. Okay. But it sounds like you're making excuses for something else. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. You can find us at, at the one, one or more of the three uh, famous uh, Shichimi Togodashi shops. Again, if you are in Kyoto or, uh, I don't or know, Nagano. nearby, and you feel like sending us some Shichimi Togarashi, we will gladly Venmo you. We will, uh, we'll give a shout out to you on air. I didn't even yeah. ask Matthew for permission before oh, no, I said that. Oh, we can that. do that. Okay, that would um, be awesome. Also, we're going to be doing a Furakake episode soon. Um, <laughs> so send us that too. So send us that too. No, but what I wanted to say is that, that yeah, stay tuned for that. If, if you didn't get enough Japanese spice knowledge, mm -hmm. well, stay tuned. Yeah, I started researching Furakake and it has a very interesting story. I can't wait. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, you can find us wherever you already found us. Uh-huh, SpilledMilkPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. You can submit ideas for what our uh, our folktale corporate history should be. Yeah, like I think I think it needs to involve like a, for some reason a lizard is coming to mind. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll work on that. So, so far it's got a well, <laughs> it's got a bottomless well. A it's bottomless got well. A root, it's got a root cellar. A root cellar and a lizard. And a lizard. Okay, like, if you cool. can take those, there, there's got to be like an epic yarn in those three ingredients. Okay. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Um, yeah, what's her origin story? We don't what know. What is Abby's origin story? Also, we know that she sprouted in, in Hungary. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. She's Actually, I think she, wasn't she born here? Yeah, But then I think grew so. up in Hungary? Okay, so she didn't sprout in Hungary. But Fine. she blossomed there, didn't you, Abby? <laughs> okay. 
All right. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's a little bit spicy and tastes great. So sprinkle us on everything. I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> Uh-oh, oh, no, you I, froze. Oh, no. Oh, no, I think we're fine. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.